You're listening to the Immaculate Podcast with Tim McMaster, Ed Bachet, and Mark Caboli. A day that started with Steelers fans holding their breath possibly ends with the end of an era for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger will have season-ending elbow surgery. Mason Rudolph now the man under center for 2019. The big question, what happens beyond that? Mark Caboli and Ed Bouchette spent the entire day covering this story. They'll tackle it from every angle in this emergency edition of the Immaculate Podcast. Here's Mark. Well, Ed, it was a kind of an interesting day uh, on the south side on Monday, Ben Roethlisberger obviously out for the season. You've had a, a little bit of experience with his head, right? With uh, back in Terry Bradshaw, maybe a little bit before you. I mean, uh, I guess the big thing is is at end of Bradshaw's career. Even though Ben said it's not going to end his career, which what say you, man? Do you think there's a chance that he's done? Well, there's certainly a chance, Mark. Um, <clears throat> we'll go to back to Bradshaw. He was uh, thirty. Five when he hung him up, uh, he hurt his arm, and I covered this game. It was a San Diego uh, playoff game during the strike year of '82. They called him a tournament. They called that a tournament, not the playoffs. And it was at home, and Bradshaw threw two bad interceptions. But when he was throwing one pass, his elbow popped, and unbeknownst to the Steelers, he went off and had surgery on it in his uh, home state of Louisiana. And um, the surgery didn't work out. He hardly, he didn't play at all in 83 except for one game where he threw two passes or threw two touchdown passes, helped the Steelers in the playoffs, walked off the field in Shea Stadium, the last football game ever played at Shea Stadium, gripping his right elbow. Now we saw Ben doing the same thing, gripping his elbow. The difference this time is uh, twofold. One, uh, he's going to get better medical attention. And two, he's older. So Ben made a statement today, uh, Monday, that uh, you know he, he fully intends to recover and come back, and that's all well and good. That's his intentions. He's going to be 38 March 2nd. Um, what if it just doesn't bounce back the way he hopes it does, or they hope it does, and he's going to be a year older? That means everything else is a year older and not just his elbow. And um, uh, uh, he, he has to go through this grueling rehab that has to strengthen his right arm again. And what happens also if Mason Rudolph plays lights out? What do you do then? So I, I think it's still up in the air. You know, I, I think it was good for him to come out on Monday and say, hey, you know, I'm not done. I'm going to try this. At least it gives us a, you know, a peek into his mind, where at least he's not just saying, "Well, let's see how it goes." And you know, you've covered this quarterback as long as I have. If there's something that I know about him is, is if you tell him you can't or you don't expect him, he's going to do it. He's just going to do it to try to spite you. So I can see that happening right now. That. Plus, let's not forget there's like 40, 50 million bucks on the table potentially as well. So I think he's going to do all he can do to try to get back, and he wants to. I think that was the biggest question. Did he want to? Does he want to get through it? Now, that could change. You know, that definitely could change, Ed. In, like you said, in March or May when, you know, he hasn't played for a while and the kids are jumping on him or whatnot. But I think it's a good sign of where his mindset is right now that 
he at least wants to attempt it. He doesn't even care how the surgery works out. He at least wants to attempt it. So that's the way I feel about it. The one X factor, and I mentioned it, is what if Rudolph plays lights out and Ben wants to come back? We're in for one heck of a quarterback controversy, Mark, next uh, spring, if you will. I mean, Ben coming back, Rudolph. Let's say Rudolph leads him into the playoffs and has. I mean, hey, I've seen I've seen more far fetched stuff, um, and and but just really has an outstanding season. Are they going to want to put him on ice now? It's, it's, those are tough decisions. Yeah, they've I mean, had to make but, them in Green Bay and in San Francisco before that, and uh, you know a couple other places. Uh, a, a big one down in Miami when uh, when uh, Dan when they retired Dan Marino. Yeah, let's let's play the hypothetical. Say he does, Mason Rudolph come out and have that type of season. I mean, in your in your experiences, would they just cut bait with Roethlisberger, knowing that they still owe him a lot of money and what he's meant to the situation team? I think they would give him every opportunity in the world to come back and. Re, you know, regain the job. I mean, other than maybe a Super Bowl and an MVP season by Rudolph, I think it's still, regardless of what happens, it's Ben's job. That's my feeling. I agree to a point, Mark, um, because of what he's done for them. But what if they go to training camp and they notice a real drop-off? Yeah. What then? What do you do then? Uh, it's a, it, it, you know, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We know that, but that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. And that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, again, Green Bay faced that. San Francisco faced it with Montana and Young. Miami faced it at the end of Dan Marino's career. Um, you know, there have been others uh, as well. And, um, you know, does, do they talk? I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I really don't. There's too many variables. But for even say that he say he does come back and he's healthy, whatever, and Rudolph doesn't have a great season. They're four they're four and twelve, whatever they end up being. Then all of a sudden this could work out to the best here because they might be able to get a top five or six pick, and they don't normally do that. You know, when's the last time that happened? Probably. When Ben got hurt, when Max got hurt back in the day, oh no, oh three, right when they went six and ten, so it's right. a, it's a potential too. And there's some guys out there. I'm not saying necessarily a quarterback. Plus, you got money, but to be able to spend there. But I think, as we'll probably hear from Mike Tomlin here soon, they're probably not looking at it that way, Ed. They're thinking probably Mason Rudolph can be that guy. I don't know how. I mean, how much confidence you have in him to come out here and? go to San Francisco and win. I don't know if I – I mean, I don't have a ton of confidence, maybe not in him, but some of the playmakers around him are struggling. I don't know if he's going to get much help. That's a bigger issue, Mark, than the quarterback. I really liked how Mason looked. I mean, the one touchdown told me everything. The quick uh, snap pass to uh, Vance McDonald over the middle. He caught it in the middle of the end zone. That was vintage Ben. That was um, Ben Roethlisberger throwing to his tight end, Heath Miller, uh, quickly over the middle for a touchdown. I mean, he threaded it. Uh, it was outstanding. I, I thought the kid played really well. You know, his passer rating was in the 90s. It would have been well over 100 if it wasn't for Dante Moncrief. And uh, they would have probably won that game as well. And um, 
the mood would have been a lot better today than it was because not only were they grieving Ben Roethlisberger, they're grieving Owen too. So, um, you know, if the scenario you just painted, and I wrote about this too, the the one scenario is uh, Rudolph doesn't play well. They go 4-12. and 12. They have a top five pick. You have to draft a quarterback because you'd be facing with a 38-year-old guy with arm surgery and a guy you just felt failed in his in his big chance to make it. So I think they would draft a quarterback if they had a top five pick. Again, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, yeah. but uh, that's what we're going to do all season long. That's what everybody's going to be doing. Well, as for Mason Rudolph, I think one positive coming out of this, another positive maybe, is James Washington. James Washington probably, you know, he's probably upset as everybody that Ben got hurt. Then he realized, probably looked around and said, wait a second. Mason Rudolph's the one that throws me all the passes all the time. So that could come out. That could come out and benefit him, I would imagine. Those two have had a connection since their college days. They put up monster numbers in college for two or three years. And you saw what they did in training camp, you know, the past two years as well. So, you know, a little silver lining to this. Maybe James Washington finally becomes gets a little spark plug and actually gets on the field and throws and, you know, catches a couple passes because his buddy who's he you know, he has a relationship with is gonna throw him the ball. Yeah, I'd like to see a little more Deontay Johnson too, uh, Mark. Um, he looks like he really has the skill set. Uh, you know, we saw DK Metcalf out there starting for Seattle. He's a rookie. Uh, I think this kid could should be upgraded. I'm not saying start him, but I and I think he will because I think Dante Moncrief is going to be buried at least this week in San Francisco. I don't think we're going to see much of him. So what are you expecting here? If I, if I had to, you know, if you were going to go to the casino and put some money down on the Steelers' win losses here, I mean, is there anything that you can take that says, okay, this team might have a chance here to be respectable? And who knows? I mean, the AFC is not the strongest team in division, you know, not the strongest conference right now. There's some issues all the way around. I mean, is there any possibility without Roethlisberger and how few weapons they seem to have right now that they can? somehow salvage the season and maybe sneak into the playoffs. Well, they have to make hay right away, uh, Mark, because they play uh, they play a lot of home games here, and I'm trying to add them up. They have two on the road over the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Yeah. So two out of seven on the road. Now, they do play the Ravens at home, and the Ravens look to be uh, running already running away with the division. Um, we'll see how well that goes. But, you know, they get the Dolphins at home. They get the Colts. Now, the Colts yeah. aren't a bad defense, but, you know, without the quarterback, uh, they do have the L.A. Rams at home. Uh, yeah, so look at that end of the all... season. Look at that end of the season, yeah. Ed. I think they get the Jets, Bills, Bengals. The Bills are 2-0, and all, Mark. The Bills uh, are 2-0. Talk to me in December. <laughs> talk to me in December. Yeah, they got to go to Arizona. Arizona's yeah. not looking too bad either, so – I don't know. They have um, they have the Bengals after the 49ers. That you know what we call that one, Mark, a must win. If they don't win that one at home, uh, season's over. The season is yeah. definitely over because I don't think they'll win in San Francisco. They're coming home 0 and three, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a tough tough road for them to make the playoffs. And I'm not saying because it's Mason Rudolph. I would say that if they were 0 and two and it was Ben Roethlisberger. 
I mean, does this remind you of that 03 season at all? I mean, they went 6-10. and 10. They might have won the first game. Then they just kept getting banged up. Uh, they just kept losing close games. And before you know it, they were 2-6. and six, And before you know it, they were 6-10 and 10 and they had Roethlisberger. It's, it sort of reminds me of that 03, 04 type of year. Even in, I mean, 03, because you know what? Even to the point where they had a high draft pick in Paul Amalo, and he wasn't quite ready yet. You got Devin Bush, a high draft pick that doesn't seem quite ready yet. The parallels between 03 and this year are just stunning to me. And that's not I guess that's good and bad because Ben was drafted because of it, but also that was the last time they lost they had a losing season. Yeah, 03 was the Tommy Maddox year. They committed to him um you know, well, 02 was the Tommy Maddox year, but they committed to him into 03, and he was terrible. Um, and so they drafted way, right? a quarterback. Uh, I, think, I wasn't. I think that, that was the one they benched Bettis for Amos Saraway yep. as well. Yep. <laughs> yep. One's yep. a Hall of Fame football player. The other's a Hall of Fame cook or chef, I guess you call them. <laughs> Is he really? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a restaurant in New York, New York City. Hmm. Um, we've done store what we. Uh, some people have done stories on him. I didn't. Uh, as a chef, I did. I certainly did. I, I wrote back then. I couldn't believe they were committing to Amos Saraway. And the reason they were, Malarkey was the coordinator. They wanted uh, they wanted to go no huddle and keep those guys on the field all the time. And Bettis wasn't a three-down player. You know, he wasn't going to be out there third down and passing downs. Whereas they felt Amos Saraway could have just fell apart. I, mean, I can see this team... They need a lot of help to go, you know, eight and eight, nine and seven. Their defense has to actually play like they have six first round picks starting out there. Their offense has to actually play like they know what they're doing a little bit. They need to be able to run the ball. They have to rely on the offensive line, you know, apparently the strength of it. It just seems like right now as we sit here, it just seems like a daunting task to be able to put this all behind them, a young team. Put it this way, Ed, there's no drama this year, but season might be over by October 1st. It's over right now, Mark. I, I think <laughs> uh, actually it's not over because the interesting part now turns to the quarterback. You know, what's he going to do? Yeah. Uh, if they're 0-2, um, uh, I don't know that there's reason for people to even watch anymore uh, if, if there's no quarterback change. And I'm not... I'm not saying anybody wanted to see this happen, but it's happened, and it's now intriguing. Uh, it's it, it was like when Ben stepped in, a little different because Ben was a first-round pick, and this kid's a third-round pick, so he didn't come with all the, the hoopla. Um, and Ben was also the 11th overall pick. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, it's, it's fascinating to see a change. It's kind of like a change in... In the presidency, you know, who's going to be the next president? How's he going to perform? This is could be the next uh, franchise quarterback. Or if he's not, then, then what do you do? I still have an odd feeling that the old gunslinger's coming back next year. Better than ever, something to prove. And uh, <laughs> whether or not Mason Rudolph does well or not, uh, I don't think number seven wants to go out as a 38-year-old on his back. So I think if any opportunity, he's going to come back. Like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how Mason Rudolph 
you know, maybe puts a halt to that, or if he can, and what the organization does. We not we might not be writing about, you know, playoffs and stuff like that, but you know, we got some interesting. We're not we're not writing about Antonio Brown and locker room blowoffs, but I mean, I guess this is something new for us, right, Ed? This is gonna be fun. Yeah, well, I've seen it. I've Mark. I've done this for thirty-five years, so I've seen it uh, all the way back to. Uh, Bradshaw, when I was uh, at a suburban paper, and, and, and his leaving, and then Mark Mal- uh, Cliff Stout, then Mark Malone, and David Woodley, and then Bubby Brister, and then Neil O'Donnell, and Mike Tomzak, and Cordell Stewart, and Tommy Maddox, and now Ben Roethlisberger, and now here we have Mason Rudolph. Now, now Ed, if you go on the IR next, then I'm going to be worried. I got knee, I got knee scope <laughs> tomorrow morning, Mark. Not scope. So, I'm sorry. I, I got an MRI on my knee. I'm hoping no scope. You, you're going to release a statement afterwards on the results? That I fully intend not <laughs> to miss this season. That's my full intention. Hey, I'm telling you, you might be, have to be a game day inactive this week in San Francisco, though. I just That's won't fine. be kicking much. That was the Athletic Steelers beat writers Mark Caboli and Ed Bouchette with the latest on Ben Roethlisberger's season-ending injury. Thanks for listening on The Athletic or iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For every episode of The Immaculate Podcast, subscribe to The Athletic. That's the only way to get them all. Mark and I will be back on Friday exclusively on The Athletic. That's going to do it for this podcast. But hey, listeners, we're excited to share some big news. Our team here at The Athletic and our friends at Wondery just launched a brand new daily sports show called The Lead that we know you're going to love. The Lead is the first daily sports news podcast that will cover everything from the world stage to the hometown. With the help of The Athletic's more than 400 sports writers and editors, co-hosts Kavitha Davidson and Anders Kelto will bring you sports news up close and personal each weekday morning. You're about to hear a preview of The Lead. Subscribe to The Lead on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. You don't want to miss an episode. There's also a link in the episode notes that will take you there. And check out theathletic.com slash the lead to read stories featured on the lead. You can follow sports through sound bites or the full story. From up in the press box or down on the sidelines. What do you want to accomplish this year? Actually, I want to accomplish getting on this team first. This fall, a new daily podcast brings you closer to the sports stories that matter. Stories about players. A guy like Zion just represents that hope of the failures of the past don't matter because we've got this guy now. That's the buzzer. Oh, he knocks it down. Stories about hometowns. You will see hundreds of people wearing number 32 Simpson jerseys uh, in the stands on Sunday afternoons for a Bills home game. And stories about the teams you love. This was the first chance for all those baseball fans to see their guys. From The Athletic, home to the best storytelling in sports. And Wondery, the company behind Sports Wars and Gladiator. I'm Kavitha Davidson. And I'm Anders Kelto. Introducing The Lead. Go beyond the box score, five days a week. This isn't a story where you go to some place and interview the athlete and go home. It stays with you. Are you kidding me? I have never seen anything like that. The Lead premieres September 16th on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. The lead. Sports up close. Hey, hey, I need some more of that.